The body of Christ is essential in the Christian life and community is so important, but sometimes making godly friends and honestly keeping them can be hard. Seasons change, disagreements happen, people even change, but today I am sitting down with my longtime best friend. Like we have been best friends for over 15 years and we're going to be talking about how to make and keep godly friendships. We ourselves are in a new season where she is actually living a few hours away from me. We're both married, and so it's a lot different than things used to be, but our friendship is still strong. I cannot wait to invite you into our convo, and at the end of this episode too, we'll be doing another segment of Dear Meg, where I am answering your questions anonymously, and Corinne, my best friend who's joining me, is actually going to be joining me for this segment too. And today's question is, um, Dear Meg, my parents gave me or gave my fiance and me a generous wedding budget. Now we are struggling to agree on certain costs. He wants to save some of that money. I do too, but I don't want to be greedy help. So that's what we're answering today. Um, I'm excited to just, yeah, have you in for this. And two, before we get started, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for joining me for this episode of the She Lives Purposely podcast. I do not take it lightly that you are here. It means the world, literally every single listen. Like I am constantly just checking and seeing how many of you are here, how many new people are constantly joining us and to the messages that you leave on Spotify or via email and DMs. It just is so encouraging. And I'm so thankful that you feel encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ in this space. If you are, I would be so stoked if you're not already, if you would subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen from and to to rate and review the podcast helps the podcast to grow to be found by new women to encourage and equip them in their walk with Christ it helps the podcast to stay in Spotify's top 50 religion and spirituality chart which is so wild um and to just share the podcast with your friend a friend who you think would enjoy it whether that's on social media or in your go to group chat friend thank you for being here and i hope you enjoy this convo with me and Corinne or Corinne Corinne and me with Corinne and i Corinne and me <laughs> with us Hey friend, I'm Megan Edmonds, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place where we are encouraged and equipped in our walks with Christ, in knowing our purpose, and in living purposefully as Christian women. I am so thankful that we get to do this life to seek God and honor Him together. Thank you so much for coming back onto the Sheila's Purposely podcast. You have been on the podcast before, and we actually did a similar episode before. But for those who have not heard it, who don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself in your own words to the She Lives Purposely podcast listeners? Sure. Uh, my name is Corinne Medina. I am Megan's best friend. We've been friends since, what, the fifth grade or something? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited to be here and to do like a part two of our, I think that episode we recorded was maybe your first or second episode ever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, it's cool to come back all these years later and do like yeah. a, another one. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Yeah, I think it was one of the first episodes. It is one of our most highly listened to episodes. I think it's the second most highly listened to. That's um, so cool. And I feel like it really just speaks to 
the need for friendship that people have. Um, and I feel like too, we are both in such different seasons now than we were back when we recorded it. I feel mm-hmm. like we recorded it in 2020 or something. Yeah. Um, maybe. And like now both of us are married. We're in different places. We're like, you're at a different church. Like it's just kind of been a whole different we're in a whole different season of life. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it would be cool. And before too, comparatively, we talked about, I think keeping godly friendships and we were living like five minutes away from each other. Yeah. Like, and I feel like there's still so much validity to that episode because we have been friends for so long and it's just like beautiful to really like kind of go through why that can be and how people can keep those friendships. But I feel like even more so now, like, yeah. um, and it, I just feel like it applies to the person who's like struggling to find community or just feels like they're, you know, not like seeing their people every single day, all day. So yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's dive into first, I want to talk about both making and keeping godly friendships. Um, I think last time, like I said, we just did keeping, but I want to talk about making them. And I guess really just some kind of like fun conversation, like just tips on like how to actually make friendships. I feel like too, one thing specifically, like you have entered this new community. You're at a new church. You are a few hours away from where you used to live. Yeah. Um, so what has that been like, um, kind of really just switching communities and in, in however much you like want to share, but kind of switching communities and having to make new friends. And two, of course, so your husband has been rooted in that community for a bit. So that's really helpful, but still it's like a big thing to make new friends and make new godly friendships. Yes. It's kind of funny. Cause I remember when we recorded that episode all those years ago and talked about like, I wouldn't have any idea what to say to somebody as an adult who's trying to make friends. Like I have no idea what that's like because we grew up in the same church and school and went through church and school with the same people. And we just always were in, I don't know, just always in that community rooted. You didn't have to really make new friends. But now, yes, we're back home. I got married um, this past January of 2023. And I moved up to the Pocono area, which is about two hours away from where I was previously. And so it's definitely been a huge adjustment you know on top of just like the adjustment of being married and um but the move was pretty hard on me at first it just was very outside my comfort zone I was used to seeing the same people all the time I was really comfortable where I was at um and then coming into a new environment where I'm totally uncomfortable I don't really know people my husband has been rooted in this community for a long time but I'm brand new stepping in and um kind of having to navigate that. So that's definitely been tough. Um, I think I have the blessing of coming into a community that's been very welcoming and loving, but it still has its challenges because, you know, I look around and I'm like, I don't really have that much in common with all of these people and comparing it to where I came from and knowing that that's just, that was different, you know, like the people that I'm used to being with are a certain way and these people are a different way. So it's like, you know, kind of that internal struggle of like, do I change my personality to kind of fit in or do I just, and I've really struggled with that. My husband's had helped me a lot with being like, am I something wrong with me? Because I don't agree with these people on these things or like, I don't live this lifestyle. And he's like, no, like just be yourself, be who you are and like 
you yeah. find friends who like you for you, you know, and like it's just yeah. a weird thing to go through at like twenty seven years old when you're an adult and like why is it so weird? Like, um, so it's definitely been like a process that um yeah, I'd love to like talk about, but um yeah. definitely the culture of shock a little bit, but it's been good. Yeah, yeah. I love that you said, too, it's, like, hard to go through this at, like, 27 years old. Because I think sometimes this making new friend idea <clears throat> can, like, really hit home for people who maybe are going to college or switching schools or even starting a new job. But I think it can really hit home, too, for adults. I feel like there is such a lack of community for adults. Yeah. But nobody wants to open up about it. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's kind of this, like, touchy thing. And nobody wants to feel like, oh, I'm the 27-year-old, like, who's, like, you know, trying to make new friends. Like, because mm -hmm. I moved and I'm in this yeah. new place. So I love that you were able to, like, share your experience in that, too. And I love, too, that you were saying just, like, be yourself and like you are going to make friends but I feel like a huge part of that too and just in knowing you is and I feel like this is a big thing that I want to talk about is like the importance of being intentional with that I think that goes for making new friends and also keeping your friends yeah like really like putting yourself out there not running away after a bible study I know that you go to all of these like community events too that they have so it'll be like church and then they'll do lunch and they'll hang out like mm -hmm. it's a whole thing and you are you know and thankfully too Robbie is with you in those things but you're putting yourself out there and going to these things um so I feel like it speaks to a lot of that too which I would I guess like recommend for somebody else too is like all right go to all the things do all the things stay longer chat with new people mm -hmm. you know all that kind of stuff yeah. And I think too, part of that, I definitely had to get out of the mindset where going to things where I grew up, it was just comfortable and easy. I was just going in for a chill, relaxed time. Whereas now going to these things, it's more of an effort. It's more energy. It's more, it's not that comfortable all the time because you really have to work for it. You have to like approach people. You have to talk like and it's, um, it's kind of awkward sometimes, kind of uncomfortable. It's, it's not something that I always want to do. I've definitely yeah. been up and down with it too. Or when I first came, I was like, let's dive in. Let's get involved. And then as the newness of me being around started to wear off, like, then I was like, this is kind of awkward. And then I faced like not wanting to go to anything and yeah. being like, no, I'm done. I don't like this. I'm not comfortable. And then another stage where I'm like no I have to just like kind of press in and get involved and that's kind of where I'm at now is just um you know trying to integrate myself where I can but I think also just understanding that it's not always going to be this easy relaxed time where I just go in and rest but it's kind of more um just initiating and it's more it's more effort involved which is not a bad yeah. thing I think I viewed it for, as a bad thing for a little while um so I'm like this should be easier but um, it's not like building relationships take time and effort and to build that trust and to build yeah all those things take time um and so it's just kind of a slow and I'm learning it is a slow gradual thing it's like these people aren't going to instantly click with you and want to talk to you about everything and like sometimes that happens but a lot of times it doesn't and especially yeah. as adults where they're pretty rooted where they are already and you're trying to cultivate a friendship so yeah it's definitely a lot of intention um but also just understanding that it's effort and it's not always going to be easy or fun or 
like relax like it might be more of a difficult thing and you just have to push yourself to do that yeah no I love that and I remember we used to say that too like I remember our friend Julia who's also been on the podcast before and she first started coming to our like young adults group oh my gosh what I don't even know how many years ago that was now like maybe it was almost, a lot yeah like eight years I don't even know but so she came and she came by herself and I think she just like sat down. Like, I feel like all these things that it would be so intimidating for me. Yeah. And then I think we asked her if she wanted to sit with us and she did. And then she started coming to all the things. She came to weekend retreats, like without knowing people mm-hmm. and started going to Bible studies on like Thursday nights and just really started getting plugged in. And I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must have been at first. Yeah. And now, you know, she's somebody like, in our wedding parties, you know, like, it's just like crazy how much, like you said, like those friendships can become these places where you are, you know, really trusting and you're open and they're that close, easy friendship. But at first it's not going to be like that. Like at yeah. first it's going to be harder and it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be awkward. I'm sure too. Yeah. Um, so I like that you said that too, because it just, I think really helps expectation mm-hmm. like, okay, it's going to be hard from the get go, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth it. It doesn't mean that it can't be just as good as friends that maybe like, you know, we're in another state or, you know, that you had in high school, if you're going into college or another workplace or, or whatever it is, I feel like for Donnie and I too, this past year, he was finishing his master's. It was just a really intense year and I feel like we kind of went inward and really was Mm -hmm. not we weren't as focused as on community as we used to be Uh, and I think right now we're kind of coming out of that we've been going to more things and you know sometimes it feels awkward because at first you know before it's like oh I know everybody and now it's like oh I don't know as many people Mm -hmm. and you know you're trying to put yourself out there a little bit more but it has been so good to actually like really try to foster community and be intentional in those places um so yeah I just I love that you were talking about that with like kind of having it be a little awkward at first but that doesn't mean it's not going to be a good thing like in the future or that it's even not a good thing right now it's just Mm -hmm. different yeah yeah that was definitely I definitely recently had a change of attitude where I just kind of realized I have a really bad attitude about this Mm -hmm. like I go into it already thinking negatively feeling negatively and just wanting to shut down and just having to challenge myself with have a better attitude and every time I've done that it's been such a better outcome where I'm just willing to talk to people and fight through awkward silences or just like not knowing what to say next like just when I push myself to do that it always feels better and so yeah you definitely have to have the right attitude and just persistence and like diligence with it I think Yeah, I love that. I really appreciate you being vulnerable about like where you have been and where you are now, because I feel like so many people can relate to that. Just feeling like, oh, just almost bitter about it. Like, you know, this isn't the same. So I feel like that's really good. Um, Okay. I would love to talk about too, diving into, like, we've talked a little bit about making friendships, but also keeping friendships. And I feel like a lot of my thoughts on this are rooted in, like, I knew I was doing this episode with you are rooted in our friendship. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we've been best friends, like you, you said, since fifth grade, I don't, that's over 15 years. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how old, I guess you're like 10 in fifth grade. So it's like 17 years, maybe of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. 
so crazy so I know. um that's so wild yeah. but um I feel like too now this past well I guess like two years like me getting married and then especially this past year like you really going into this new area getting married I feel like has been different mm-hmm. than ever in our friendship has been before so I'm excited to talk about really like keeping friendships yeah from that perspective yeah yeah absolutely yeah so um, what was I going to say? Oh, one thing that I feel like has been really important, and I think this is something that we have increased unintentionally. I think just the season has called for it. But in this past year, as our distance physically has like separated, I feel like our vulnerability has increased so much, like, mm-hmm. or just that there has have been things in our lives that we have shared, like, the deepest steps of, you know, and like been really vulnerable in. And I am so wary of vulnerability in general, because I don't think that everybody deserves our trust and our secrets and the things that are going on. But I do think in the theme of keeping godly friendships, like being real and vulnerable and open with people, even about those things that like you don't want to, that are like the weightiest thing in your life Mm -hmm. is so important and I feel like as the years have gone on we've done that like better and better almost I feel Mm -hmm. like yeah Um, yeah what are your thoughts on that yeah I think too just even we kind of went from seeing each other almost every day um to now it's really rare but I think that it makes those rare times even more special and we're not just kind of you know sitting around doing nothing we're having like deeper conversation (laughs) right yeah like really want to connect and like you know just figure out where we've been and what's going on so I definitely think that that is a big reason why the distance plays into it too is just you don't get to see each other that often so when you do we're making the most of it and trying to have those deep meaningful conversations but absolutely and I think you know if we say 17 years we've been friends it's like that stuff just grows over time you know and you just like can really recognize who you have in a friend and the I think that trust just builds over time the more that you're friends with somebody um yeah and yeah having that has been so valuable you know because there's stuff that I feel like I can talk to you about that I can't really talk to anybody else about like 100% anyone else like and you need that you know you need to have kind of relationship and um yeah it's definitely been a huge blessing and you know, being farther away has made that it's sad sometimes when I just want to call you and like go for a walk and hang out. Yeah. And you can't. Um, but yeah, it's just been really sweet to like always know that you're still there no matter what. We can always text. I feel like we are big voice memoers now more so yeah. <laughs> because that's just so convenient and like easy to catch up. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like I send five minute voice messages like on the regular now. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I asked such you a one voice... word question and you said so many things. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so true. It's like, what are you having for breakfast or whatever? And it's mm-hmm. literally like two minutes explanation. Yeah. Um, no, it's so true. And I feel like the same way. Like, I think that there have been things that I have shared with you to a level that I have never shared with anybody else. And I, yeah. and I do think a big part of that, of course, is one, 
or I guess, I guess a huge part of that is one that our friendship has been so long lasting and that over the years, and I hope the same is true for me to you, but like you have shown like how reliable you are as a friend Mm -hmm. and, you know, just like trustworthy and to just the way that you comfort, like even less than a year ago, I was like crying in your car about something. And I felt like you just spoke life into my being, you know, and it was just like straight from Jesus to you, to me, like, and like to be able to see that over the years, I feel like is really cool, which just makes me think too, like, it, not that long-term friendship is easy because again, there's different seasons and different things. And it really does take intentional work. Something else I want to talk about is like intentionality. Yeah. But I do think too, a big part of it is like actually who you are wanting to be long-term friends with, like Mm -hmm. knowing, like knowing who you are and your character as a person. And the fact that you love Jesus more than anything is something that I know that I can, you know, like take comfort in and like come to and connect myself to. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's, that's just something that crossed my mind too. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely. And I think we've seen that over time too, having a lot of friends and then those friends as you get older kind of just dwindle in number, but it's really, it's hard to keep in touch with so many people. It's hard to have those like intentional relationships. And so you kind of have to prioritize, um, you know, who that person is going to be those people yeah. are going to be in it does definitely take work you know like we have to prioritize hangouts when we're going to see each other which you know it's not super super often but we make sure that it does happen yeah, and, yeah. you know on our part now it takes sometimes a two to three hour drive to make that happen or you know like set aside time of talking on the phone or yeah. um whatever it may be but it is just being very mindful of our time and prioritizing those relationships to grow them and further them. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like too. And like, I have noticed this in our friendship too. Like, I think there have been seasons where I have noticed like, Oh my gosh, I haven't initiated a conversation in so long. She's, she's been initiating, initiating, initiating. And then I feel like on the flip side too, like, I'm sure like anybody can feel like, Oh, I've been initiating and like anything like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. literally just the other week I was like, she's literally texted me first for like <laughs> weeks on end. I feel like, <laughs> no. I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to be on top of this. But I feel like it is like one intentionality and like two owning up to like, all right, like I really need to be more intentional than ever especially because if you are looking for like a long-term friend seasons change life changes and like it can like weather all of that but intentionality in that is so important even when you feel like like I'm even thinking to myself if you had felt like you know what like she hasn't texted me first in like a couple days like maybe I'll just sit around and not text her or something you know whatever Mm -hmm. and but it's like no that like there have been times where you'll text me first anyway kind of thing um and not that I think that's your attitude anyway but I'm just saying like to be able to whether you feel what's the word that I'm looking for like maybe you're in a place where you feel like oh I've been the one who's been really intentional to be intentional anyway like if it's that person that you're like oh this is my person because again this has changed life is really hard like Mm -hmm. people go through things um and then even too like even if you feel like it's been balanced like in intentionality to just make sure that you're actually on top of those things Mm -hmm. um because it does take work but it's just like you know, that's friendship. Yeah. Like, it's so worth it. Yeah. No, it's funny that you say that because I don't think I've even noticed that at all. <laughs> and yeah. I think, like, 
I don't know. I just kind of think like at this point, it's just the maturity to know like people are busy. Like I yeah. know what's on your plate, you know what's on my plate, and it's just kind yeah. of understanding of like I'm past the point where I think you're mad at me if you don't respond. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, right. we've been friends long enough where I'm like, what's going on? Like I don't even notice and you know you have those friends where you're like I'm constantly reaching out and there's but the thing is is that even if one of us is more prone to be the initiator the other one will always like reciprocate that it's not like you're responding to me with one word answers and like it's like we're both pouring into each other equally at the end you know what I'm saying like it takes a while to get a response or whatever it's like a meaningful response and it's not like we're blowing each other off or not prioritizing it just things are busy and there's like different priorities going on and it's just the understanding that like okay like she'll text me when she has time or reach out or whatever and something too that I've appreciated you've been doing more recently is if we don't have anything you know because we have mutual friends we go to like birthday parties or whatever the case may be if we don't have one of those things scheduled it's like okay I'm seeing a block of like three months where we're probably not going to see each other. Let's be intentional right now to like pick a date. And, yeah. You know, that date's not like set in stone, but at least it puts something on the calendar where when it comes up, like, oh, wait, let's figure this out. Let's yeah. move this around. Let's make sure that we meet. And just prioritizing that is really important, I think. Because that's something that I'm, I don't think I'm very good at. But when you text me and you're like, okay, let's put something down for at least this month or next month to make sure yeah. that it definitely happens that's so great because yeah yeah it just is very intentional to make sure that we see each other yeah I know I'm I'm glad but I agree so much with what you were saying earlier too where it's like I feel like our friendship and just hopefully to maturity is past the point where it's like oh she didn't text me back for like a couple hours or whatever because I feel like there have been like over 24 hour times where I feel like both of us have been like just missing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but to knowing that life is just busy and I feel like that's a huge part of friendship too is like allowing yourself to not take offense and I think of course like there are times when maybe like offenses you know like in the sense what am I trying to say like without I'm trying not to say something like unbiblical but like (laughs) sometimes there are friendships that are not those friendships and if you've been like you said the only person reaching out for literally years like then you know it can it can be time to recognize like what that is but when there is like a mutually interested friendship not taking offense in those things I feel like is so important Mm -hmm. um so yeah I love that you said that too and I feel like too even in the past couple of months specifically where I feel like you know you've moved to a new area we have been more intentional to even be like you know what like we should set up more calls like I need more of you like you know what I mean which and and I feel like that's so good because I think one it's just a form of vulnerability but also it's like setting up intentionality and two just like Mm -hmm. recognizing like no your friendship is so sweet to me like I like I want to have more of it if we're able to like if life's not like you know falling apart all around but like yeah yeah. (laughs) no absolutely I think so too it just really is and I think as you were saying too what we're saying right now is in the context of like an intentional good friendship it's not talking about somebody you're struggling with but in the context mm-hmm. of like a close-knit relationship where you know the person super well um yeah. yeah but yeah it's hard work and it takes 
it definitely takes effort and it takes mindfulness and intentionality yeah. and all of those things, but it really yeah. is so worth it, you know, to, yeah. and I think that's helped me a lot too during this time of transition where I feel like in my immediate community, I don't have that like real like safe space or that person that I just want to connect with and can connect so easily. But it is so nice to know that I still have that no matter how far away we are, that I can leave one of those hangouts and I still have that really close friendship. And I think that's helped me because I can grow really discouraged looking around me. I don't know like who I would want as this like close confidant person. Yeah. But knowing that I don't really need to have that in my immediate community because I have you, even though you're not immediately here. Right. Like I don't really have a loss in that area. And um, that's definitely been a huge blessing and a comfort to just know that I still have that, you know? Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Um, <laughs> literally, it was just like, like, Nick, yeah, <laughs> that's just sweet. No, I love that a lot. Um, I was thinking too, like, almost, I don't, I feel like I'm struggling to like verbalize things today, but I feel like almost not in the flip of that, but like on another side of that, mm-hmm. I feel like something that has been so important, and I feel like it's something that we both have done well, I think, um, but is recognizing because of course, like one big part of our friendship change is that like you now live like two ish hours away, which is Mm -hmm. a huge thing. But another thing too, is that like in the past couple of years, both of us have gotten married Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes when people get into relationships, like that can really like, I don't know, sometimes friendships, like it it just gets tricky with friendships and relationships and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like one, I, at least I can, I feel like speak to like your perspective, my perspective, like you to me, like have done such a good job at like welcoming in Donnie into our friend group, like when we mm-hmm. just started dating and then to like marriage as well. And also I feel like for both of us recognizing like, okay, like this is my best friend, but like the husband is like the, you know, priority and like the number one person and like, um, And two, I think even from another perspective of like, we're both working adults and we're really busy. And um, I feel like it just goes back to what you were saying earlier of just recognizing we're in like really busy seasons. But I feel like that is so important to know that like our friendship of when we were fresh into college is not going to be the same as it is now. I feel like arguably it's sweeter, even though we're spending less time together, but like even even when new people come into the picture, even when, you know, work gets crazier and life gets busier or like literally distance is a real thing, yeah. then like it's still a sweeter thing because we've been able to actually like continue to work on it and grow it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to recognize like it's not always going to be that like five minutes away from each other or seeing each other whenever, but yeah. it can still be really sweet and being able to move and like go with the flow. I feel like yeah. it's really important too. Yeah. And I think that is like a huge thing what you were just saying about how you know you started dating Donnie and it wasn't I don't know I feel like it really needed to not be a separate thing and so often I think that happens in friendships where you get a boyfriend and you're just like okay I'm gonna go off my boyfriend and that's that but welcoming him in having him part of the group and then you're all hanging out together and it's not so separated and also you still I know I've seen we've been in ministry with girls and stuff who get into relationships and fall off the face of the earth and they're just like 
my boyfriend is everything and that's all but then you need friends later and you don't yeah. want to get into a situation where you just lost all your friends and now you're just isolated and I think that was also always really important to us to just prioritize yeah. the friendship even in the midst of our relationships that we had um and it has been so sweet to just have our husbands like our husbands are good friends they like my I husband know. just said to me the other day that he misses Johnny <laughs> it's just funny like they're just good friends and it's so cool to just have that all incorporated and to make sure that that yeah. was always intentional and I think also just finding a partner who encourages that too you know like yes I know Johnny yes. always encourages you to hang out with people and my husband does that too and like you yeah. need that where they're like yes go talk to your friend you need that relationship and so yeah I think even in marriage like it's obviously harder because my time our time isn't our own we're sharing right. with somebody and we have to prioritize that but exactly the recognition of that and being able to, because I know for you, like nighttime, like after you guys done work, that's when you hang out and spend time together. So I'm mm-hmm. not really texting you during those times, like what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And it's kind of the same. With that's us. so cute. Wait, that just made me want to cry. That's so sweet. What? Like just like knowing like my schedule basically of I like when we hang out. <laughs> I know the time we get a hold of you is in the morning. That's so cute. You literally only. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I know on the weekend if I text you, you're probably not going to respond. And sometimes I'm the same way too. Oh, so funny. it's like yeah. I don't know. Over time, we just learn each other's schedule yeah, yeah, and routine and make it work. Um, but yeah, it's just having that. I don't know, just blending of our lives together. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a separate thing where it's just like us only, like we have our families included and it's a really yeah. sweet thing, you know? I love that. I love how you worded that. Like it's not keeping the friendship separate from everything, but allowing it to like allowing everything else to blend into that, whichever came first, like maybe you're making a new friend and you're already married or whatever for us. Like the case was introducing these people into our friendships. Yeah. Um, and I love that so much. I remember too, like before you started dating Robbie, Donnie was like, oh, I just really hope that I get together or get along with Corinne's husband mm-hmm. because we're going to see them all the time. Like, I know. <laughs> so involved in our life. And he loves Robbie. So I I, I'm I, he's so really glad that worked out. I remember seeing <laughs> Robbie, it was like the day after we got married because they took a bunch of photos together, I think, at our wedding. I was yeah, like, yeah. I am so glad that you guys like each other. Yeah, I love um, it. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. really because even on our, I think it was Robbie and I's third date, I made it a double date with you guys because I yeah. was like, I just want to see if this works, like if this yeah, fits yeah, yeah. and um, get your opinions on it too. But yeah, yeah I feel like they really hit it off on that like double date. They did, yeah. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. Oh, but no, I really, I agree. I feel like it speaks to the importance of being able to like blend those things in and go with the flow and like not separate your friendships from everything else. Um, because too, and I think this is so true for our friendship, like with the body of Christ, like we're called to bear one another's burdens and to like build one another up, encourage each other, call each other out. And we've done all of those things like, you know, in our friendship. But I think a huge part of that is because you know, like so much of the inner workings of other aspects of my life Mm -hmm. and vice versa, like, talking about things in relationships or work or just, you know, whatever. And, um, I've had you as like an accountability partner in things like just, I, I feel like being able to involve all those other areas of life into friendship is so valuable because it's 
really where you like let somebody in actually, which can be scary, but like if they've proven to be trustworthy, like it can be, I feel like vital. Like, I don't know what I would do without you. Like it's vital to be able to open up to somebody, you know? No, I know. There's so many situations I feel like that happen where I'm like, I need to talk to somebody and really it's the only person I can talk to is you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're yeah, just I get that. spot to be, you know, it's just, it's great. It's yeah. really super important to have that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like going back to, I think core of that is that like, we both love the Lord mm-hmm. and are like diligently pursuing him. And I do feel like, of course, too, our history and personalities and like, we're just in sync in so many ways, like really help with that. But mm-hmm. if we weren't so focused on the Lord and I was giving you all this like ungodly advice or vice versa, like that's just not going to exist. So I think into that we literally served in ministry together for I feel like a decade I even, but um, I think that's so important is like aligning with somebody, choosing people that are like running that race as much as you are and as hard as you are is so important. Yeah. No, yeah. it's so true too. And because, you know, I still have close friends that we grew up with who I will confide in. I can tell them stuff. I can trust them. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not holding onto their advice so tightly because it's not really rooted in the word. So it's, yeah. there's a difference, you know, where you can still have people yeah. that you trust and you can talk to them about it, but you know, you're going to get a different perspective from yeah. talking to somebody who's rooted in the word and it's going to lead you to the Lord and actually pray for you. And actually there's just a different kind of support and love that comes when it's rooted in Christ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, well, I love this. I feel like this was good. It was just like a fun <laughs> combo about friendship. And I feel like there was a lot that even I feel like I was reminded of, of like, okay, like this is such a good thing to consistently pursue in friendship and like, yeah. and how to make new friends. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing your wisdom and just for like coming <laughs> on and chatting about this. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But before we wrap this up, On the podcast, every episode, I end the episode with a segment of Dear Meg, which is where people can write in questions anonymously. I don't share anything about them except for the question that they ask, and then we answer it here on the podcast. So you guys, I'm having Corinne stay on the podcast for this Dear Meg segment. This is anonymous. She doesn't know who it's from, none of that, Um, but she's going to be helping me answer this question, and it is a fun one today. I feel like it's not necessarily a spiritual one. It's just kind of like a life question, so... Here we go. Now it is time for Dear Egg. <laughs> All right. So today's question is, my parents gave my fiance and me a generous wedding budget. Now we are struggling to agree on certain costs. He wants to save some of that money. I do too, but also don't want to be greedy. Help. Okay. So um, we've both gotten married recently, like within the past two years. Uh, but when I feel like I... Yeah, what would be your take on on this? Yeah. It's so funny because this is kind of my exact situation. We got married January of 2023. We kind of yeah. just went through this. Um, and it was fun. Our first initial, we planned, I don't know, three or four different weddings. Um, yeah, for oh initial, <laughs> Yeah, I would text you all the time. I'm like, we're doing this, we're doing this. Our initial wedding, we were like, okay, my parents are giving us X amount of money. We want to keep as much as possible. And so we planned the cheapest wedding absolutely possible. And 
you know, we're telling it to our family and they're horrified by it. Um, but also just thinking about all the details, I'm like, I don't know, this might be kind of sad. So a lot of different things happened. The wedding that we ended up having, we did spend, I think we spent all of the budget on, honestly, but we used it very conservatively. We found the cheapest deals that we could find and we had a lot of help. Um, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't regret any of it. I think that we had just such a sweet wedding, such an amazing time. I was really thankful. And like, we didn't blow the budget on anything because just flowers can cost you, I don't know, five to $10,000. Yeah. But we used a lot of nice resources and we got things for way cheaper than they should have been. So, um, yeah, we were able to then decide. I think the most, I'm really bad at hearing, I'm really sorry. Um, the most important thing would be to prioritize. My fiance and I ended up writing, or my husband and I, we wrote down a list of like the top three or four things that were absolutely most important to us. Yeah. And decided like that's where the majority of the budget has to go. Like what is absolutely crucial. And then with anything else, we said, okay, we can skim through. We don't have to get the, like for us, photos were really important. So we said, we're going to dedicate a big chunk of this to photos because we want very quality photographs or whereas flowers were not important to us at all. So we're like, we'll figure out the cheapest possible option. Things like that. Um, yeah. So I would just recommend, I guess, making a list of your priorities and dedicating the big items in your budget to that and kind of seeing where you can save or reduce um, other things. Does that make sense? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I feel like that totally makes sense. And I agree. I feel like, too, because she talks about not wanting to be greedy by saving it. I definitely don't think it's greedy. I feel like so, it allows you to like it just shows that you have a really great perspective on your life that you want to use some of it for like maybe other life things or just like be really wise with how you have this wedding money um I feel like too the trick the tricky part is that it was a gift from your parents and it sounds like it was for the wedding budget um I feel like I would like I, I don't know. This might be an unpopular. I feel like some people would just say like, use it however you want to. It's your money now. But like, I feel like I would talk with my parents about like the idea that you have, um, because this is a gift from them to you specifically for this purpose. I'm almost thinking of it like, you know, with a nonprofit, like a donation is earmarked for something very specific. Um, like they're expecting it to be used for something. Maybe they're really excited about the day and the event. Like you don't, you know, you don't know what their heart is in it, but to like you know if if you really want to save it like maybe be really intentional about like trying to like make sure that you communicate that with them too and i don't think it's greedy at all to want to save the money like and not use all of it um i think that's a great idea um but yeah i guess that would be my advice too would just be like if if it's an issue of like will my parents be upset with how we use it like maybe you can go to them unless they give you free reign like Mm -hmm. however we want to use the money use it I don't think it's greedy to save some of it for sure no I think that that's actually an excellent point because me and my fiance ran into that too where we my parents had some specific ideas for how the money was to be used that we weren't aware of Um, yeah and so yes definitely ask your parents what the ground rules are for the money Um, yeah and then yeah I would figure out how to prioritize what you want to spend 
Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that too. I love your list idea too, of just like the top like three to four things that are so non-negotiable for you. Yeah. Um, I feel like too, engagement season can be really tough, but like know that this day is just a day. It is a sweet day because you get to marry the person that you want to marry. Um, you get to become like one in Christ. Like you're now this unit but it is just a day. Like the event is just an event and like your marriage is way more important than this event. So no to like however stressful the engagement season is, you're not alone in that for sure. And mm -hmm. like, just, just know that like marriage is coming, like it's going to be good. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. it's all going to take work and negotiation and everything, but um, the day is just a day. Yeah. No, it's so true. I think people get so worked up about weddings and every little detail I I just wasn't like that at all and I was thankful in the end that I wasn't because it just literally goes by in a flash <laughs> and next thing you know it's like over and you're like I don't even remember half of what yeah happens today. and those little details that you stressed over had arguments over like don't even matter so yeah definitely yeah. do it with a grain of salt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like I feel like do everything that you know you within reason that like you can do if it's in the budget like go for it like I like your wedding day was so freaking sweet and like I loved my wedding day it's like one of my favorite days of my whole life yeah. but no matter how amazing it is and how much detail you give to it which can be great like go for it ultimately like obviously you know, the marriage is way more important and way more long lasting. Um, so as stressful as it is, it can be release. I'm like, just like release it out. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I know. It. Cause like my fiance and I got in a lot of arguments about things that in the end, they just didn't even matter. Yeah. And it's like, why did we worry so much about this? When like hindsight, you look back and you're like, this was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't need to be this complicated. So yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Well, thank you for your advice on this Dear Meg segment too. Um, it's a it's a fun thing. And to just also to this couple praying for you guys. So exciting. Yes, Marriage is so exciting. sweet. Um, we're both married. We love it. So <laughs> um, yeah, so excited for you guys. But friends, thank you so much, Corinne. Thank you so much. It was a joy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, so fun. Thanks, guys.